the story. Behind the story. This is Billy Hallowell on the Faithwire Podcast Network. I'm excited to have singer Zach Williams on the line. How you doing today? I'm doing good, man. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. So, you know, you're on the road right now. You're performing. And I've got to ask you, and I... I love I love asking everybody this because everybody has such a different story, and I know it's like the most loaded question when you ask someone, "Well, how did you get into Christian music, or how did you get into the music industry?" Um, but I'm just gonna throw it out there, and you can feel free to go as in depth as you want. Okay. Uh, but like, what was your journey into music, and then specifically into Christian music? Take me through that. Well, okay, so I grew up in a Christian home. Uh, my dad led worship. Um, as a, as a kid, me growing up. So the majority of my life revolved around church at an early age, up and through my high school years. Um, <clears throat> I was never into music as far as playing an instrument or singing. Uh, when I got into high school, uh, I got kind of turned on to the secular music world and in turn started dabbling in drugs and alcohol and things like that. And by my senior year in high school, I had lost a Division One basketball scholarship to play college ball. And that was kind of my dream as a kid was to play professional basketball. And so when that happened, um, it kind of just put me on a downward spiral for several years. Uh, you know, I'd grown up with pretty much every opportunity I ever wanted, you know, to become something of myself kind of handed to me or made available by my family. And so uh, when that happened, I really felt like a letdown for my family. And instead of turning to the Lord, which is really what I knew and how I was brought up. I, I just got more involved in that lifestyle. Um, and about a year after high school, I ended up still uh, able to go to college on a scholarship to play basketball. But I got up to college and all the guys that were on my basketball team and everybody was just, it was 24-7, everybody trying to out-party each other. And the day before my first basketball game, we were just walking through a practice and I – jumped up to dunk one and landed on a guy's foot and rolled my ankle and tore five ligaments in my ankle. Oh, wow. I, I redshirted my freshman year of college, and it was my dream to play ball. And just my spirit was pretty much broken after that. And wow. then that first year, I stared at my roommate's guitar in the corner of our apartment for the year and then decided the next year I was going to teach myself how to play his guitar. And so I started teaching myself how to play guitar, and I came home for college for the weekend, and my dad gave me an old Gibson of his, and I took it back to college and just fell in love with music and fell in love with writing songs. And I was going through this rough, rocky patch in my life, and I just loved the idea that I could document these seasons that I was going through. And so for the next 10 years of my life, I literally carried a guitar everywhere I went, and I would play at parties and garages or nightclubs or bars or anywhere that anybody would you know let me play my music at and i met my wife towards the end of my 20s and we were both just kind of lost um had you know thought we needed to fix each other but couldn't realize we need to you know fix ourselves and i was in a band at the time we were touring quite a bit um throughout the states and then had just signed with a booking agent in europe and we went off on a tour in Europe, and, you know, I thought I was this awesome rock star after that, and you couldn't tell me anything. Now I had a reason to justify this lifestyle I was already living. And so my wife's trying to get me to change, and I'm telling her I'm never going to change. 
Well, fast forward to 2012, um, we got an invite to go to a church and we were just kind of at this place in our life where we were about to call it quits. And we had two small babies about that time. And, uh, I knew I didn't want somebody else raising my kids and I knew that, you know, we wanted to be together. We were just so sick of the lifestyle that I'd been living and I didn't think there was a way out of it. And so we decided to give this church a shot and we went to church and I just remember the first time walking into this church feeling just the presence of the Lord there. And what I had remembered feeling whenever I was a kid being in church, this experience that I felt like I had with God at an early age. And, uh, I felt like he just started stirring things in my heart and, we had a tour book to go to Europe a month a month later, and I started trying to figure out how do I get out of this? How do I not go? Because I'm already decided I don't want to be in this band anymore. And I convinced myself that I could go on tour and stay clean and stay sober and everything would be good. But as soon as I got over there and the plane landed, I just fell back into my old ways with the guys. But a week into that tour, something happened that just changed my life. And we were driving about eight hours across Spain. I'd been listening to my headphones all day, reading a book on my iPad. And just for a second, I decided to take my earphones out. And um, the driver was scanning radio stations in our bus. And I heard Big Daddy Weave's song, Redeemed, come across the radio station in Spain. And it was just that aha moment for me where God just, I mean, audibly spoke and said, what are you doing with your life? Like, I've given you this gift, and you're wasting it. And so I called my wife from a hotel room, and I told her I was going to quit my band, come home, cancel our shows, and we were going to start going to church. And I think she had basically talked to my parents the night before and told them that she didn't want to be with me anymore and that we were going to get a divorce. And so I feel like God just kind of orchestrated the whole thing. And I came home from the tour, basically fell on my knees and asked for her forgiveness from her and my kid. and started going to church, but more importantly, I waited till everybody got out of the house that day. And I just had that moment where I just fell flat on my face and just cried out to God. I was in that place where I just was such despair and I was so broken and I just knew I couldn't do it anymore. And I just said, God, if there's something here that you can use, like whether that's working construction for my dad's company for the rest of my life or playing music, like I'm so done with this lifestyle. And uh, I just kind of took a back seat for about six months from music and anything. And we just started getting involved in everything we could get involved in at church and sharing our story. And then God just began to open doors. Uh, the pastor of the church at the time, this was about a 7,000 member Baptist church with multi-campuses, came to me and said, we've been watching your family for the last year. And um, we want to launch a new campus and we want you to lead it. And I was like, what? And he said, we we want you to be the worship leader and campus director. And we want to launch this and kind of reach people who have been coming out of some of the same lifestyles and struggles that you have. Would you be interested in doing it? And I thought, man, I'm not a worship leader. Like, <laughs> I've never been a worship leader. I don't even know anything about it. But I had worked for my dad's construction company for almost 15, 20 years. And we listened to Christian radio every day on the job site. It was like his one rule, like if you work for him, we listen to what he wanted to listen to. And so I knew all these songs by heart. And so for the first time, stepping on a stage to lead worship, it was literally the first time I felt like I wasn't having to fake it or be somebody else or try to put on a show. 
And I just fell in love with leading worship. And then this campus grew to two services within a few months. And a year later, they offered me a full-time position at the church. And it was right about the time that they offered me a full-time position that I was leading a Christmas service. And a guy came over to visit. His his wife's family were members of our church. And uh, I sang a song Christmas Eve. And they came back Christmas Day and uh, went to the church service again. And he took me out for coffee and introduced himself. He was a songwriter and a producer in Nashville. And basically just wanted to know my story. And I told him the story that I just told you. And he said, man, I'd like to invite you to Nashville to write some music. He was like, I think you've got something that people need to hear. And I was just like, wow, like, like, why would you do this? He was like, dude, like, I just, I want to be your champion. He was like, and I think you've got, I think you've got it. And people need to hear it. And so six months later, I went to Nashville and we started writing and I think the third or fourth trip over to Nashville, we wrote the song Chainbreaker together and the label heard the demo a few months after we wrote it and uh, offered me a record deal the very next morning. Wow. And I'd never, I'd never <laughs> met anybody other than the A&R guy and a couple songwriters and uh, never played a show, never played live for them. And so they offered me a record deal and we worked on it for a few months and then the day that I signed the deal, they said, have you recorded Chainbreaker yet? And I said, no. And they said, well, we're releasing it in a month, so y'all need to go record it. <laughs> and I was like, oh, my gosh. And so it's just, I mean, honestly, I have no formula. Uh, people ask me all the time, like, how did you get into it? And honestly, like, it's it's all been a God thing. Like, he has, he has paved the way for this for, I mean, I can look back now from my childhood to the things that he did in my life and just experiences that I had and know that even though I was not pursuing God at all and there was nothing in my life that said I was a Christian, he pursued me and he prepared me for things that I had no idea at the time he was preparing me for. And he just, I mean, he put it all together. I mean, it's, it's just like scripture says, you know, he, he knew us together in our mother's womb and he knew the hairs on our head. I mean, he honestly, put this all together and had a plan for this. And I just, you know, it fell on my lap, you know, and I give glory to God for every bit of it every day. What have you, I know it's been, uh, you know, sort of a crazy couple of months and, and a crazy year. What are some of the less, lessons that you've been learning so far just in music? And I think, you know, I always ask this question to people who are in Christian music because I'm curious, you know, how different, how different is it from secular music and then, you know, what, what lessons have you learned along the way with that question in mind? It's a lot different as far as, um, I mean, it's not, don't get me wrong. I mean, obviously it's an industry and a business, but it's not cutthroat like the secular world is. Like we're all in this for the same reason. So I think everybody, you know, when you've got a great song out and you're doing good, like I think there's people that are genuinely happy for you and in, in, in your success, especially because we're all, we're all trying to do the same things, reach people for Christ. And then for me, just some of the things that I've learned, and I think it's, I just think it's so important to be authentic in what you're doing, you know, be, be real with people, not try to put on some phony hat and be this other guy. Cause I was that guy for so many years. Like I felt like I had to be this other person and fake it and try to put on a show every night. And I, I think people just, you're tired of that. They want to see somebody real and they want people that can really relate to them. And so for me, just 
learning from the guys that I'm out with right now on the road, trying to soak up as much as what they do with their ministry and adapt it to what I want to do with mine in the future is really what I'm looking forward to this, this year with all the people I'm going to be on the road with just, you know, really getting out and learning. I love it. And what would you say the big message is um, that you want people to take away from Chainbreaker? Obviously the song, the album, you know, what are the central takeaways for listeners? Man, for me, I would just, I mean, I'm living proof, you know, that God is a chain breaker. And there are so many people that I talk to every night and get messages every day who have very similar stories to mine, you know, that are, that are going through the things that I went through in my life, grew up in church, turned their back on church or didn't know God until recently. And there's Christians that I know that have been Christians for 20 years. And they're just like, man, I just lost my spark. Like I needed that song to remind me who God is. And, and what it felt like when I first got saved and how on fire I was. And so for me, I just, you know, I want people to know that, you know, whatever's going on in your life, like you can turn to the Lord and you can bring him your problems and your concerns and your worries and all your failures. And he's going to call you righteous. He's going to call you redeemed. You know, he doesn't see something broken. He sees something beautiful. And so for, for me, chain breakers, just, you know, all these things that, you've got going on in your life, just bring them to the Lord and let him break them for you. Well, I love it. And I appreciate you taking the time today. Where can people go to get more information on you and your music? Uh, I have a website called ZachWilliamsMusic.com and it has links to all my social media. It's got a web store. Um, you can find music on iTunes and all the major uh, digital outlets. And, and most of your Christian stores, bookstores, should have the, the album in stores um by now i love it well listen thank you so much we got to have you back again hey man thank you